the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. I am Seth Liebson. Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Let me give out the phone number 602-508-0960. Open lines uh, for much of the day, although I've got a couple interesting guests here and there. Uh, by the way, we'll be here tomorrow, too. We'll have open lines and some interesting guests tomorrow. Anything you want to bring up or talk about, uh, happy to do so with you uh, today and tomorrow. I, um, I, I had one other opening piece of business to share with you what was it it'll come back to me anyway 602-508-0960 the supreme court uh finishing its term today gave us a small win and a loss the loss has to do with immigration and um, the small win has to do with the deep state and it was a win and it's interesting. It was a, it was, I think, a small win, but it was a win, and it drove the left nuts. Let me, let me, let me just tell you how um, Steve Hayward writes it up. The Supreme Court closed out its current term this morning with yet another significant victory for the cause of limited government, ruling in West Virginia v. EPA that the EPA could not treat the Clean Air Act as a writ to do anything it wants to America's electric utility sector. Okay, let me set that up for. For you, so um, as you know, the EPA is a regulatory agency, environmental protection agency, and its job is to implement the powers that Congress grants to it. That's how regulatory agencies act. The way the deep state, the way the regulatory state has acted, the way the progressive regulatory state has acted, is to fill in a lot of blanks where Congress doesn't speak on their authority, and to govern as if. What they are uh, regulating as if what their regulations are saying come with the force of law that Congress funds them with. And in a lot of cases, it's just not true. This is the whole Obama concept of having a pen and a phone. I can do through executive order or I can do through an executive agency's order what Congress won't let me do. And the Supreme Court, six to three, put a small stop to that today. Chief Justice Roberts, back to uh, Mr. Hayward, Chief Justice Roberts wrote the opinion for a six to three majority. And on a first quick read, does some pretty good work, especially in swatting away issues having to do with uh, ancillary uh, standing problems and mootness. But the case primarily involves statutory construction. And um, here's just one little piece of the Roberts opinion. He writes, just so you know what we're talking about, capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day. But it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme. A decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body. Look at what the administration was trying to do to you. 
capping carbon dioxide emissions to a level that would force force the transition away from coal. That's what the agency was trying to do because this is the dream of the left. This is the dream of Barack of excuse me of Joseph uh, of Joseph Joseph Robinette Biden. This is what he campaigned on. He said he was going to get rid of fossil fuels. There is no appetite to do that in this country, particularly now when we're seeing that the alternatives to them aren't quite working out the way that they were sold, are they? Um, And buying uh, a Tesla isn't exactly for most Americans an easy option when they can't afford five and six dollar a gallon gas. When you can't afford five and six dollar a gallon gas, betting you're going to have a hard time putting the money together for a Tesla. Betting, just betting. But in any event, the Supreme Court, 6-3 to three today, we had all our, our, all our team together on this one. They had theirs and lost. Uh, they, 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 they took away this regulatory power, and I believe it will set the precedent for more rulings as more and more agencies' orders that do not come with congressional authorization, particularly on the big stuff, on big items, things that change all of our lives. I, I think the regulatory state, I think the deep state, is going to have a problem going forward. This is fine. Listen to AOC, Representative Ocasio-Cortez's response to this opinion. By the way, backstory to this opinion. Think about what the Supreme Court is saying in another sense. In another sense, the Supreme Court is saying, we're giving Congress more authority here. We're turning back to Congress the authority to tell the government how it's going to operate or to tell the administration what the contours of what it can and cannot do. It's empowering Congress. It's giving Congress more power. It's vindicating Congress. Okay, that's what the ruling is doing, isn't it? It's saying, no, you need the authority from Congress. Congress has to make this decision, and then you can implement these kinds of drastic uh, maneuvers of our economy and our policies. Okay, so giving Congress power, you'd think in a sense, might be a welcome story might be a welcome opinion from people who are in Congress. You might think empowering Congress might make Congress people more happy. Nope. Nope. Not if you're a Democrat, because the Democrats do know one thing, which is most of their dreams are not supported by the American people. If they were, if they were, two things would have happened. Bernie Sanders would have been nominated and not Joe Biden. And Joe Biden wouldn't have spent the rest of the campaign talking about how he's no Bernie Sanders. Because third piece to that uh, third piece to that chain link is that I think I'm right. You can tell me if I'm wrong, that Joe Biden is governing exactly the way Bernie Sanders would govern. But all the while telling us on his way to November of 2020 that he would not be doing so. Long way around saying, I think they know that the American people do not buy their progressive neo-Marxist nonsense. So giving them more power to act on a majoritarian basis, majoritarian basis in what is known as the people's house, right? Here, the people rule, House of Representatives, knowing that he, they were just given the power or more power to do through a majoritarian vote and process and argument and debate. What they couldn't do by executive fiat, you can see why it wouldn't make them happy. So Representative Ocasio-Cortez today tweets on this decision. 
catastrophic. First word, catastrophic. We need to reform or do away with the whole thing for the sake of the planet. What's the whole thing? The Supreme Court. Can you imagine we need to reform or do away with the whole thing? Now, you know what reform means. Reform means court packing. What's court packing? Reform reform means court packing, which is expanding the membership of the Supreme Court so that liberal justices can uh, can overtake the majority. That's what reform means. But knowing that she probably can't even get that, which would require a majoritarian vote, not a constitutional amendment, she says, or do away with the whole thing. Do away with the Supreme Court? How many times was Donald Trump called a dictator and a tyrant? What do dictators and tyrants do? Do they not end the independent judiciary as their first job? Isn't that the first thing that you read about in all the tyrannical regimes of lore and current? That's what they do. They take away the independence of the judiciary or they just get rid of it and assume emergency powers. Can you what what, what would you call doing away with the Supreme Court, if not totalitarian, tyrannic, and authoritarian. What would you call that? Dictatorial? Of course there's the tantrum aspect to all of this. But by the way, she's not alone. She's not alone. How about on the same decision? Remember, this is about the EPA. This is how seriously they take these regulatory, dictatorial or at least fiat powers of their agencies. The EPA, who knew the EPA would give them so much ire? Here's Rashida Tlaib tweeting, quote, fascist SCOTUS guts the EPA's ability to regulate carbon emissions and fight climate change. Now the Supreme Court is fascist? Now the Supreme Court is fascist. One might think taking on an entire institution because you don't like the outcome of it in a democracy or a Republican form of government or a constitutional republic, one might think ending one of those three main institutions in the, in the, in the tripartite branches that we are governed with and by, one might think taking that on this way, wanting to end it, calling it fascist, one might call that what? Say it with me. Insurrectionist. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. For those of you looking for a really great investment opportunity with an equally great return for investors, check out my friends at YReFi. They are my friends. They're offering a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors, all in a collateralized, secured portfolio. YReFi is a due diligence firm, as they say, won by really great people who are doing very well by helping others. Helping others do what? Pay down their debts, dig out a debt by paying off their debt, doing it the right way, doing it with dignity. I want you to check these guys out if this is something you're interested in. InvestYrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, and then R-E-F-Y, R-E-F-Y.com. InvestYrefi.com. They're a local company. Uh, you can go visit with these guys. And uh, you won't get a sales pitch. They'll just uh, tell you what they uh, what they do and let it speak for itself. Invest or give them a call at eight five five three one six 
Oh, I remember the other piece of business I needed to do. I wanted to do a programming note. I'm going to do my monologue at the top of the next hour today. Keep the keep them guessing, right? Keep keep the terrorists guessing. We're going to do it at the top of the uh, second hour because I have a uh, great guest uh, in the third hour that um, that will preempt uh, that will preempt that. Uh, all right, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you also today and tomorrow if you're doing anything special for Fourth of July, let us know what it is. I will uh, I will uh, also try and reverse some of what I'm feeling uh, or seeing, witnessing, I guess, hearing, which is kind of a little bit of a down market or degraded uh, feeling of, of, of excitement and, and love and, and appreciation heading into the 4th of July. So we'll do a little bit of uh, prep here uh, today and tomorrow as well on that sort of thing. Uh, Bill, will you be uh, will you be eating hot dogs on the Fourth of July, or or you will? You're not a hot dog eater generally, are you? If one is presented to you, you won't actively. Okay, I may free Trump's healthy. I may go to Shriners tomorrow and pick you up a couple, so that you will have hot dogs, the best hot dogs you've ever had, probably. So I'm told. So I'm told. Uh, all right, let's go to Rob real quick. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hi, Seth. Um, I like uh, Hebrew Nationals. Oh, that, that's that's my go-to, yeah. But Shriners, <laughs> Shriners is just fascinating to me. You ever been there on 7th Street? No, but my dad was a Shriner a long, long time ago. A different I, spelling, I actually. I love that Shriners group. That's S-H-R-I-N-E. Yeah. Anyway, first thing I wanted to do... Wait, you don't get to anyway me. I anyway you. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. No, you I, don't. I, what I was wanted... it? Was that in The Godfather with Mo Green? Wasn't that the line? I, you don't buy me out. I buy you out, right? That's I think right. Because I'm Mo Green. Yeah, I that's, buy that's you right. out. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah. First, first of all, I wanted to uh, plug Cool Touch. Uh, they helped uh, my sister-in-law with an air conditioning problem big time over the weekend. Uh, came out uh, the next day, which was a Saturday, and got a fully installed new. Uh, uh, air conditioning. Oh, that's unit, nice to hear. That's really nice yeah. to hear. I love so, those guys. Well, that's what, great. What's hard? Yeah. What's hard though is, I mean, you have a, you guys have a ton of air conditioning companies, and it's kind of hard to pick. But uh, Cool Touch was the one that you, you know, advertised a lot. So I just wanted to give. Them they're my guys. Plug. I love them. I, yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I, I think they're fantastic. I think they do great work, honest work. I don't think they're upselling ever. Anyway, nope. I could go on, but thank you for that nice no. nice note. Go ahead, sir. Well, you bet. Um, now, I, you may have seen in either Twitter or Facebook or, or any of the social media, uh, there seems to be a popular liberal uh, phrase that goes, I want to live in a country that loves its children more than it loves guns. Now, first of all, there's a great hypocrisy there because uh, since these are all coming out from liberal people, some of them are my friends, they love its children so much that they really bitch and moan about the abortion issue. Uh, I guess you have to be alive a certain period of time, then you can love them. Um, and I, did, I didn't know that for a gun. I love a gun like uh, You cut out. Say that. Uh, Rob, do that sentence again. You didn't know what? I'm sorry. I just missed you. Oh, I, I didn't know that uh, uh, the, the liberal you know, wants to love its children more than it loves guns. Well... First of all, this is coming from the side that was uh, pro-abortion. So they love their children, uh, 
except I guess with conditions like do they, do they love do they love Ukrainian life. children and what are we sending the I, Ukrainians to because we love I them? I don't know. I don't know. It That's seems to me that we because we love children we need to defend the innocent with everything we have whether it's rhetoric or yeah. whether it's arms it seems to me yeah and then you know it, it says that it loves his children more than it loves guns i don't know about you seth and i don't know about most guns we love them more than America. we love their knives i'll tell you that that's the death knell yeah. of children <laughs> that they use that's right yeah you know more than they love hammers yeah or something I yeah mean, I, I i like tongs and knives tongs and knives it's, it's yeah just uh there's there's just something very strange about it's very uh, gruesome it's a gruesome point yeah. and the more you look into this this is why we're shifting on abortion in this country by the way uh, the, the the more you look into it the more people realize what a gruesome procedure we have been getting away with as a society anyway go ahead well, and, and, and they should and this goes back to your father or not your father your, uh, your friend uh, the the family that was Breaking up uh, over family. Oh, yeah. Well, not even a friend, just a listener who emailed in a very touching story. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All they got to all he has to do is just watch a film of a real abortion and then have these people come back to us and tell them what they think. Right. You know, this is this is reality. You want the Constitution to protect that? Well, yeah, and and again, women women are going to die, but uh, the baby's not, and. I, why would we, I don't understand why women have to die. I do not understand it, it, this Hillary Clinton it, it, talking about point. What they think. I don't yeah, get that. I, I was just going to say, I don't understand the Hillary Clinton talking point that women are going to die. Why are women going to die? Um, I, we're all going to die. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So if Hillary were going yeah. around saying, well, we're all going to die as a result of this decision, okay. But yeah. why is she singling out women going to die? Well, if yeah, she's hawking atopic exactly. pregnancies, uh, no, no state bans. And uh, uh, it's not even considered an abortion when it's an atopic pre- pregnancy. What is that's, she talking right. about? What is she talking about? Well, the answer to that is who cares? And uh, the <laughs> other one is I hope she's not a 2024 candidate or even if she is, who cares? Do you think she will be? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't know. I mean, if they're looking for young blood in the Democrat Party, that's not where I'd be going to. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's more of a vampire kind of uh, blood. Uh, well, know, it, it, it is, but, you know, we have yet to drive the stake <laughs> in that vampire's uh, heart, that's so right. to speak, metaphorically, right. let me say. Uh, we have yet okay. to do that. I mean, this is like no. Jaws, right? Uh, let me let me mix my, right. movie, my, my, my literature here. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it from Bram Stoker to Peter Benchley. How many harpoons did yeah. they have to get into that guy before he would go down, right? Well, that's exactly right. And so that begs the question, how many harpoons do we need to get rid of Hillary Clinton? By the way, great July 4th movie, I think. Jaws. It's as much a July 4th movie as a Christmas movie as Die Hard. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. That was nice of uh, Rob to uh, mention Cool Touch. They are a sponsor of this show, CoolTouchAC.com. I think they are the best air conditioning, uh, plumbing, and heating company in town. Chris Funk and his team, they're just great people. 17 years in business, A-plus rating with the BBB. Uh, never received a complaint with the ROC. Why would they? They just are 
impressive. It's an impressive outfit. If you're looking for air conditioning repair, replacement, inspection, if you have plumbing issues, give Cool Touch Air Conditioning a call or check them out online at cooltouchac.com, cooltouchac.com or 623-734-1932, 623-734-1932. Uh, I mentioned I'll do my monologue at the top of the next hour. Our phone number, if you want to weigh in on anything, is 602 508 One thing I wanted to do with, uh, wanted to say in response to uh, Rob's call as well about women will die. You know, this nonsense, I, I don't know if there's a bigger killer of women than abortion. Uh, but if you don't want to make that logical leap because you don't think that what's growing is a human being before it's born, let me repeat what I said yesterday from Joel Berry. Joel Berry, uh, uh, well, many many of you may not know who he is, but you know what he does. He's the uh, managing editor at the Babylon Bee, the satire site, uh, the Babylon Bee. And he 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 was kind of getting tired of this argument uh, that you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth. Uh, conservatives and pro-lifers only care about the unborn until they're born. He put it this way. In my area alone, there are four crisis pregnancy centers. At these centers, you can get free prenatal care, free baby formula, free diapers, free clothes, free car seats and cribs, community and support. You get none of that at a Planned Parenthood clinic. He said there is also a local pro-life center that offers free daycare to single moms who have jobs or need to go to school, free meals for kids, community, and support. You get none of that from a Planned Parenthood clinic. There are several inner-city missions run by pro-lifers in the area that offer free food and shelter, clothing. Can't get any of that from a Planned Parenthood center. There are hundreds of pro-life churches in my area. In many of these, including my own, you can walk in any day and get free groceries, gas cards, free counseling for addiction, depression, love, community, and support. You won't get any of that at a Planned Parenthood center. By the way, by the way, I've seen this going around, so it's not a new thought, but it's right. Um... How many times whenever we had the debate about funding or defunding Planned, planned Parenthood were we told Planned Parenthood, the, the abortion constitutes only 3, 3% of what Planned Parenthood does? How many, how many times were we told that? Oh, well, I mean, Planned Parenthood does a lot of things. It's only 3% of what it does is abortion. Okay. If that's true, why did all the Planned Parenthood centers shut down in Arizona in the wake of Dobbs? They all shut down. Every, I think there's eight of them, all of them. Why, why did they do that if it's only – would you close, Bill, your house or whatever if 3% of it were unusable? Uh, what? 3% and you shut down? 3% of your business disappears so you shut down? By the way, I wonder if they get uh, – if the government gets to claw back funding when those abortions are – when those abortion clinics, those Planned Parenthood centers are shut down. Maybe there will be no point any longer – to federally funding Planned Parenthood. I bet that's going to be an interesting debate next time around. I bet that's going to be an interesting debate. We have not been able to uh, to uh, end the funding, the federal funding of Planned Parenthood in this country. But now, now, 
since they're shutting down on their own accord, sua sponte, as we say in Latin or in the law, now that they're doing it sua sponte uh, without anyone telling them they had to, no real reason to uh, keep funding them anymore, is there? Especially when there's not a federal constitutional right to be doing what they're doing. All right, I have a lot more coming up. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. By the way, you like the music? How could you not like Fleetwood Mac and how could you not like the Eagles? How could you not? Not the big Lebowski around here. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Um, Yes, I want to do a little bit of getting us ready for the 4th of July here. I'm not going to sit for this degraded sense of patriotism that seems to be going on, especially as Democrats and leftists are going about and going around talking about getting rid of major institutions in America like the judiciary. That's what AOC today. That's what uh, said today. That's what Rashida Tlaib called them fascists. But that's not really uh, what's uh, at the base of our uh, degraded sense of patriotism. There's actually polling on this. Sad to report. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Let me read to you from Gallup, released yesterday. Gallup. Just read directly. The 38% of U.S. adults who say they are extremely proud to be American is the lowest in Gallup's trend, which began in 2001. Record low level of extreme national pride comes. And it's not just extreme pride. It's also on the question of are you very proud, also at one of its lowest levels since they began tracking it in 2001. I mean, it should have been... At its height, we were in the 90s and 85s on those scores. Today we're at 65 on the question of extremely very proud. It just shouldn't be there on the question of just extremely proud alone. We've been as high as 70%. We're down to 38%. I'd throw it open to the audience a little bit as to why you think that is. My own thesis is pretty simple, and I think accurate or close to accurate as possible, you spend a generation denouncing the founding of America, and you accelerate that over the last 10 years as we have seen, even changing our founding date from 1776 to 1619. You set confusion in about America, and of course you distort what America's founding and founding date was. Take it deliberately from a founding based on equality of freedom and freedom and plant it in something a year, in some year nobody had heard of because it can make our founding about slavery. You want to look to America as founded on freedom and equality or you want to look to America as founded on slavery? Uh, The left for, uh, as I say, a generation or so and then increasing with the BLM curricula and the 1619 Project and critical race theory, they did a good number on this country. They did a really good number on this country. We can cue the Ronald Reagan quote about freedom being never more than one generation away from extinction. We can talk about what Orwell wrote. We can talk about what 
Milan Kundera wrote. We can talk about what Vaclav Havel wrote. We can talk about what Solzhenitsyn wrote. But the left in this country is following everything they experienced. When they talk about censoring, when they talk, those authors talk about censoring, when they talk about forced confessions uh, into, uh, of the party's ethos, when they talk about changing dates, when they talk about manipulating news, we're facing all of that in the same exact vein. So we're going to try and address not only some of that here today as we go uh, into the 4th of July weekend, we'll do some of it tomorrow. We'll be back here live again tomorrow. But first, let's go to your calls. David's in Phoenix. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Seth. Uh, nice to speak to you. Nice to speak to you, sir. Thank you. So, um, about Americans being proud of their country or not, I believe, um, yes, they, they're not proud of their country, but I'm, I want to say I'm proud of all the people, talking hundreds upon hundreds of people, over the past, I'd say, six years that I've been listening to all of this, all the stations, all the social media and everything, proud of all the people that have stepped up to the plate to fight against a very bloated government. And that's amazing. And that is something to be proud of. And I've watched them. I mean, I can name off, I can name off 30 people, you included, oh, thank that you. keep... You're welcome. And, and thank you for informing me and... and, and better educating me on who we are as a people. And that is something to be proud of. And there are people every day, I believe, that are tuning in, uh, just happen to get, you know, be told, listen to this station or look at this. And they, and like me, because I was, I guess, a liberal, um, I became uh, disenfranchised with Democrats because it felt like they were moving towards tyrannical aspect. David, you and said something fascinating there, uh, and this started about six years ago, you say, for you? Yeah, about six, six what, years What was ago. it about six years ago? It's an interesting time to have that cons- that uh, change of heart and mind. What what was, what? what it, do you remember it, what the it, catalyst it was? It was, was? O- it was Obama saying that you're going to be fine if you do not subscribe to my medical. Mm-hmm. That seems like tyranny to me. That was a big red flag for me. And, and I voted for Obama the first time and even the second time, and I was kind of apolitical. But, but when that came out and I heard about that, I, I, that, that sent hairs up my spine. I, that was like, this is not right. This is not, this is not correct. And, and, and I started paying attention, listening to Rush Limbaugh, listening to anything I could that would be an opposing view to better educate myself on what is actually going on in the United States. And, 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 and caring, and caring quite a bit about its future. And I voted for Trump because I believed that he was aggressive enough to push back against the politically correct, um, I guess, handcuffs, the politically correct handcuffs that were being put on we the people, that we can't have debate and, and, and push back against a, an approved narrative. I, so, I, I think this is fascinating, David. I think it's fascinating. I want to thank you, obviously, for your nice, your kind words. Um, but I, 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 I have so many questions for you. I, w- I I'm going to ask if, um, if maybe because I got to, uh, I got to take a break here in a second. I'm going to ask if you could hold a minute 
as I go to break and uh, and talk a little bit more with us in the next segment about your conversion. I'm, I'm fascinated by conversion stories. I'm just fascinated by yes, them. Sir. Yes, sir. You I know, will the whole do that. point. Thank you. The whole point of what we try and do. I, I, I don't know if I can speak for other hosts, but I think they wouldn't object to me saying this is is the notion of, you know, you reach one, you reach one and teach one. And you see where it goes. You never know. You never know. I don't know how many Davids are out there listening to other shows, but never forget about them. Never forget about them. Salesmen say always be closing. I say always be evangelizing. Some people like the phrase uh, evangelize always sometimes use words, and I like that. It's just it doesn't work for our talk radio host. you got to use words. <laughs> uh, we'll get some more words from David. When we come back, we're going to a break, right, Bill? I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Thank you, Charlie Pride. And David in Phoenix, thank you for uh, holding and staying with us and for calling. Uh, oh, no problem. Sir. Yeah, you bet. The audience, uh, just to refresh them or, or if they just joined, you you were telling us that you, you came along to conservatism about six years ago, and it started with the um, the dictates from Obamacare. I have long loved uh, conversion stories. I'm a convert myself uh, to conservatism, and I've always thought, and you tell me if this was true for you, it is a hard thing to do. It. It's hard to explain to someone that um, that uh, that has been a Republican all their life what it means for a Democrat who's been a Democrat all their life to push that R or pull that R lever for the first time. It's it's a little it, it takes a little pause, doesn't it? I, I, I'm guessing you went through yes, that. It yeah, took, it's it an odd feeling, right? Pause because yeah. I had friends. Yeah. I had friends that were on that side that yeah. were really they're still. I've, I've lost touch, but they were really – we were close friends, did everything together. We did martial arts and all this stuff. And, uh-huh. and um, to have that and say no, I kind of – I'm it, Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing think. to do the first time, it's, it, or at least it takes a, a moment of pause and reflection to do the first time. It's not so easy. Uh, that having been said, I've also found it – and I wonder if this was true in your case as well, David. I've also found that you usually come over on one issue or one – issue has you rethinking your position at least or investigating the conservative alternative to it or answer or response to it and then the more and more you kind of stay in that area the more and more conservatism on other issues kind of flows into your into the into the front of your eyeballs or in in your case ears or or on the internet right you start reading more conservative arguments on other issues and you become more comfortable kind of the water becomes warmer as you get in absolutely and it did because i would verify i was always told rush limbaugh's lying rush limbaugh's lying and so i would check for a year or a year and a half i checked everything like try to verify this law or this what he said and to to make sure that that they that they weren't lying and to come to you know to see the truth that they're not lying they're actually very honest and um and 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 then that that reassures me and then looking for consistencies and non-hypocrisies and that's another thing why i'm really turned off by the left is the hypocrisies the double standards that take place and it's like if you have a person that you care about and they just lie to you once after that lie and you caught them in it and you know it's a lie 
you now you never forget it for one like, yeah. Yes, yeah yeah you never forget it and they've done hundreds upon hundreds of that that i can easily verify sure i mean they prove to us how much of a hypocrite and double standard and a liars they are every day. Yeah, because they, they lie about lying, which is what makes it harder to be a conservative, too. They just dismiss us with a lie. That seeps into the general culture, and then we have to go and disprove or, you know, try and disprove the negative. That's what makes it hard to be a conservative. Vaclav Havel said they pretend not to pretend. They lie about lying. David, bless you. Call back soon. I'm sorry we had short segments, but bless you and call back soon, and thank you. I'm Seth. Monologue coming up. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.